Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I remember so distinctly what it felt like to be an Etsy newbie. <laughs> I was so excited and hopeful and yet nervous and unsure of the exact steps I needed to take to get some momentum going in my shop. Back then, there were not nearly the resources that there are now to help new sellers become successful. And there were some blogs and courses here and there, but ultimately, we really just had to figure it out. We had to research what was happening on Etsy, pay attention to the trends, learn some basic skills for selling on a marketplace site, a very different world than what it is today. So to all my new and growing Etsy sellers, today we are focused on you. I want to be here for you and be exactly what I wish I'd had when I was getting started. That back pocket resource, your personal coach, someone who helps you on your way from totally new and green to an established and profitable Etsy shop. This episode, I am sharing my top 10 tips for beginners that will hopefully inspire you, get you to that next step, and make you feel a bit more confident about the Etsy platform that I know and love so much. So let's dive into these top 10 and see what we can learn. In the beginning here, I want to talk about the shop planning and launch phase for these first few tips. So number one, if you're just picking out your product, go look at the front of the Etsy page first, like the front page of the Etsy website, log out if you need to, make sure you're getting um, results that are not based on your previous searches, maybe go to a new browser or a new device, go to that front page of Etsy and find out what people are already buying. And then if you still need to pick your product, pick something that's already trending. So this is a goldmine, literally the coolest tool. The front page of Etsy is going to show you exactly what's trending. It's going to give you inspiration for your products and for your shop. Lots of new sellers come from a creative background and they're used to crafting and creating whatever excites them. And while that can set you up for a great start on Etsy, this same strength can also become a weakness. <laughs> if you're so dedicated to your creativity that you miss what shoppers are actually hoping to buy. If you're just in the Etsy game to share your creations, like that's your goal. Just put your work out there, maybe make a few bucks here and there. That's fine. But if you have the goal of earning a part-time or full-time income, it's going to be critical that you channel your creativity towards products that people are looking to buy. This is so important. I always say, if you're not already famous, listen here, <laughs> this, is, this is key. If, if you're not already famous, an influencer, a celebrity, then don't get too creative with your products to the extent that no one's heard of something like it or would search for it. Etsy is a search engine first and foremost. So to play in the Etsy pool, you have to have a product that shoppers are shopping for. So important. It'll save you so much heartache. 
Number two, fill in your about page and include pictures. People are more comfortable with online retail today more than ever, but we still wonder who we're buying from. When they can read a bit about you and feel connected to your story, it helps build trust. So your shop is your brand from your header to your about section, to your listings, your photos, your FAQs, and your welcome announcement. These components quite literally encompass your brand on Etsy and help shoppers make a buying decision or click away. As you grow, your reviews and sales will also become a part of your brand. This is why you want to take every opportunity to create a feeling for your customers and not just a transaction. There's this famous quote that I often reflect on for really for all areas of my life. And it goes like this. It says, people will forget what you said and what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. So just think about that in the back of your mind as you craft each section of your shop. Um, Work to create a feeling that will bring shoppers back again and again. A huge key to this is customer service, actually. It's often dismissed as the least sexy part of running an Etsy shop, but I can't stress enough how important great customer service is to building your brand. If you look back at podcast episode five, I spend the entire episode on how customer service affects your sales. So I'll link that in the show notes for you below. That's a great resource. So just again, people will forget what you said and what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Tip number three, make your product description welcoming and helpful. This is another key place that your branding can shine. So I realize this may sound like a bit of a broken record, but sometimes it helps to talk about these sections individually just to get the point across for my newbies. So here's how I'd like you to suggest as you think about this. As you write your product descriptions, ask yourself if you want your shop to feel like a big box store or a high-end boutique, and then write your description sections uh, accordingly. Okay, so for this next section of tips, we're going to talk about factors that more are for your day-to-day success. So number four is respond quickly and cheerfully to messages from shoppers. So this serves two purposes. The first being that the first shop to respond to them is often the one that wins the sale. It's the the early bird catches the worm adage, so to speak. The second part is that my friendly and cheerful response once again creates my brand for that shopper. They feel seen, appreciated, and like I'm excited to do business with them from the very jump. Who doesn't want to feel like their business is wanted? And one more side note. Our informal culture of communication today has lots of advantages. I am a big fan, but when it comes to talking to your shoppers and your customers, I recommend thinking carefully about how they'll interpret and receive your message. Have you ever received a text and you weren't quite sure about the tone? (laughs) You never want a shopper who doesn't know you from Adam wondering about your tone. So be very intentional about sounding friendly and eager to help. This podcast is brought to you by Canva.com. Canva is a web-based tool that I have used for many years to create social media graphics, edit my Etsy product photos, create special flyers and invitations, like all things photo editing. I personally think they have such an easy and intuitive web-based platform, and it has all the features that I need to create beautiful listing pictures and graphics for my business. They also have an app. So I can take my work with me on the go when I'm sitting in the school pickup line or waiting for an appointment to start. I highly recommend Canva to the Etsy seller who isn't necessarily a graphic design expert, 
but wants their images to look their best because Canva's tools will make your work so much easier and faster. They have an amazing free trial and then a very affordable paid membership that unlocks a ton more features from gorgeous fonts to seriously high quality graphics, stickers, and templates. The best part is you can save drafts and final projects right there on the site for easy future editing and access. I personally have the Canva Pro plan, and I think it's super practical and a great value. You can grab my link down in the show notes. Check it out. I think you'll love it as much as I do. Number five, send a thank you message via DM for each order within 24 hours and include the expected turnaround time. I actually can't recommend this practice enough. I have found that this one thing really builds relationship with my customers because they transition from making an order on a massive website that is going to send them an auto receipt to this mindset of I'm dealing with a real human being who has received my order and is personally going to complete it for me. It gives me a chance to build my brand too. I send a warm note thanking them for their order, letting them know I'm excited to complete it for them, and then letting them know when they can expect it to ship and when they can expect to hear from me again. So sending this little thank you DM builds trust with your customer. And also, this is huge, it's gonna reduce the number of DMs you receive while people are waiting for their order to ship. It's gonna save you precious time. So actually, I've noticed that, um, this is a little ad lib here, when I receive an occasional, what's the status of my order DM, and I go back and look, I almost always discover that I accidentally missed sending them a message after receiving their order. So that, oh my gosh, that welcome DM is everything. I think this one piece of communication partnered with you know our high quality product is one of the main reasons we receive the incredible reviews that we do. Highly recommend it. Number six, use thoughtful packaging. This does not have to cost a fortune. Just make a good first impression by wrapping your product in a way that reminds your customer again, they've just bought something handmade from an artist. So I know this one is obvious to many new sellers to the degree that I think sometimes we maybe go overboard and obsess about our packaging step. It really doesn't have to be that elaborate. I wrap my signs with brown craft paper and then I wrap it up with twine tied into a bow that has a little branded tag attached and I include a thank you card. That is it. And my customers love it. When I was doing smaller signs early on, I sometimes bought wrapping paper around the holidays to add a festive touch. So that's another idea if you're trying to think of something a little more colorful than brown <laughs> brown paper. Number seven, add a thank you note to your packages. Bonus if your picture is on it. This personalizes the transaction, making the customer feel connected to you. So I, I mentioned this a bit in the last step on the packaging, but I believe this practice also contributes to my brand and my great reviews. Our family photo on the on thank you note, it's on one side and then on the other side is a thank you note. It reminds my, my customers that they're working with a family. So if there's a problem with the order, it feels like them like they're going to go talk to the store owner rather than something really impersonal, like yelling at someone in another car that is driving poorly. I think it it really reduces a customer's likelihood to be nitpicky, and it kind of brings the intensity of the upset down um, when we're realizing and remembering we're dealing with people or a family. As part of the note, the thank you note on the other side, I also invite them to reach out to me directly if there are any problems, letting them know I want to make it right for them. So that way, a negative review isn't the first time I hear about an issue. They DM me, and I can work out a solution with them before a review is ever written. 
Okay, so for this final phase, I want to talk about more long-term success. So certainly a new Etsy seller is going to benefit from these, but this will also um, speak a little more to maybe shops have been around a little bit. Um, so number eight, this is a bit of a pro tip. So um, if you get a bad review, and we, we hope you don't, but if it happens, don't respond on the review right away. So a function of the Etsy platform is once you reply to the review, you you can't edit your reply and then the customer can't change it. So for negative reviews, the best way to handle it is to reach out through Etsy conversations first to the customer and try to resolve the issue there. If you can't and the review won't be changed, then respond respectfully to the bad review. I know it's easy to feel upset. A lot of times a seller will feel like they've done everything that they can, but here's Here's what I want you to think. When you're when you're responding, you sort of have to put the upset customer aside in a way. I mean, the response is for them, but more importantly, from the perspective of your shop, you're responding for the sake of the future shopper who's going to re read your reviews and decide if they can trust you or not. So word it accordingly. Think of it like you're writing to make the next customer feel like they're going to be taken care of. You want to sound like you're sorry that they're not happy and you're eager to work through it with them. So this is a great place to put in a little shameless plug for my customer service templates mini course. Since so many Etsy sellers often look for advice on how to word things well with customers, I created a PDF download of over 20 templates from daily messages, like everything from like your daily messages to your hard conversations with customers and shoppers. So I'm literally giving you the exact wording I use in my shop. And you can swipe it and use it for yours. So just you'll make the slight edits as appropriate for your product and brand. It also includes a mini course on my whole customer service strategy, which in my opinion is a major key to long-term success on Etsy. And I will link that product down for you below in the show notes. Number nine, let's talk shipping boxes. <laughs> this was one of the trickiest problems to solve for our shop since our signs are large and they don't fit into standard boxes. So we were not able to just order them from Amazon or Uline. Um, we had to get something custom made. So what I would tell you from that lesson is this. Find boxes or packaging that fit your product as snugly as you can. You do not want a huge oversized box when you can avoid it. Have them made for you if you need to. It's going to reduce breakage in the mail and reduce your shipping costs, which as we all know are painful. So these days, Amazon has a lot of the box sizes that companies like Uline have, um, and Amazon's cheaper. You just have to wait longer to get them. So a little bit of a pro tip, um, Amazon's a longer wait, but cheaper. Uline uh, has more choices and will rush them out to you like next day. So the advantage to one of these services is that if they have a box that's the appropriate size for you, then you don't have to invest in a huge quantity of them. In our case, we found a local box making company in our city and we had them custom make boxes at the exact dimensions we needed, which was so good, right? Because we were spending a ton of time and money um, hand making boxes for these big signs. We do have to buy them in bulk to get the cost per box down to a reasonable expense. And that is a con for having them custom made. But when you're moving products at the rate that we do, it makes sense. These shipping logistics may sound <laughs> crazy or extra, but literally, this just happened, literally just one inch on a box, one extra inch longer can double the cost of shipping because it crosses a certain threshold. So um, we just got some new boxes that we ordered. We recently added floating shelves to our shop. 
And when we calculated the shipping from the the size box we thought we would get, it was very reasonable. We could make it, we could swing it um, with our profit. But when we actually received the boxes, they were almost a half inch longer. This does happen sometimes because they're mass made, right? Well, but that meant that we were required to round up on the shipping dimensions or the customer could get an ugly shock when they their package arrives and there's postage due. So you have to round, you have to round up um, to the next full ounce or pound. So we were, we're literally hand cutting these boxes a bit smaller to get the, to get back to that regular shipping cost threshold. It was that astronomical. It literally doubled it. So you do what you have to do, but the basic tip is the most important. So find or have made boxes that will closely fit your product. Number 10, regularly research your your niche and make sure you're using the right keywords to describe your product. It's important to check your listing titles and tags a few times each year to see how you're tracking with the competition. So just like the rest of the world, the Etsy platform changes. <laughs> Whoopee. It changes seasonally, annually, and just over time. Um, you need to stay on top of this so that you can make adjustments to your shop or pivot your products to keep your income steady. So keep that research going. Stay on top of it. Schedule, schedule regular time to go in there and look at it. And whew, that is our list for today. We covered a lot of ground. I probably talked the fastest I've ever talked. <laughs> and I hope you're walking away with several aha moments or new tips you're going to try. And actually, I'd always love your feedback on these podcasts so far. So shoot me a DM on Instagram or TikTok. Um, I'm, I'm the same at both places. It's at how to sell your stuff. And you can let me know which has been your favorite episode, what topics you'd love me to cover in the future that you could use help with. I appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. I really love being here with you. Until next time, bye-bye. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.